Welcome to a new episode of the Activism Academy podcast. My name is Miriam and today I'm joined by Jacopo Di Miceli, a freelance author for several Italian magazines and newspapers. He is also the man behind Osservatorio sul Complottismo, Conspiracism Watch, which is a project he created for a political and historical analysis of conspiracy theories. He is joining us today to talk about conspiracy theories and the propaganda coming out of the Russian regime. Welcome, Jacopo. Welcome to a new episode of the Activism Academy podcast. Today we are joined by Jacopo. You are working with conspiracy theories. Would you like to tell us a bit about yourself and your work? Hi, Miriam. Thank you for uh, your invitation. My name is Jacopo Di Miceli. I am a freelance author for several Italian newspapers. And I am the admin of Osservatore sul Complottismo, Conspiracy Watch in English, a project for the historical and political analysis of conspiracy theories, which is available on social networks and with a podcast and a newsletter. The aim of the project is to monitor conspiracies um, and conspiracy news around the world by historical and political uh, contextualization. Yeah, which is very relevant today. So yes, what uh, brought you what brought you to work with conspiracy theories? Um, Conspiracies Watch is the spin-off of my university studies, which focused on conspiracy theories in American history. My thesis uh, dealt with the characteristics of uh, conspiracy theories and the reason why they establish such a special relationship with uh, United States and the United States public deba- debate. And uh, I also conducted a case study on the conspiracy theories flourish on John Kennedy's assassination. Obviously, as many people, my interest on this topic has been also influenced by conspiracy popular culture. So what is a conspiracy theory and how are they created? Um, To define a conspiracy theory, I will mention what Professor Joe Ushinsky and his colleagues uh, in the University of Miami wrote in an illuminating paper called Conspiracy Theories are for Losers in 2011. A conspiracy theory is a proposed explanation of historical events, which cites as a main causal factor a small group of powerful persons, the conspirators, acting in secret for their own benefit against the common good. So conspiracy theories are narratives that emerge in times of crisis, such as famines, economic crises, uh, wars, pandemics, and fulfill the purpose of uh, an emotional, psychological, epistemic first-type kit uh, to decode the shocking event. Um, they identify a very specific enemy, and uh, in a such manner, they promise to overcome the crisis just defeating that enemy. So every time, every time there is a crisis, we can say that we can expect to see 
more and more of them coming up and exploit in a sense the narratives and the also yes, the yeah. sometimes the tragedies that are happening yes every stressful moments um we can expect conspiracy theories to emerge because there are common patterns uh, during history and it's pretty common it's not strange uh, also in the moment we live, uh, even if uh, for us is uh, like uh, an exploit of conspiracy theories, but uh, in history is uh, is a long story of conspiracy theories. Yeah, in your blog you also say you you have been working with uh, looking at the conspiracy theories way back in history. It's very difficult to go back uh, in the. Ancient times, we, we know that uh, uh, during the Roman Empire also uh, there were conspiracy theories, uh, but the, there are several ages of conspiracies. Uh, the modern age uh, started with the French Revolution and uh, uh, with the American uh, Independence War. I can say that 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 modern ages started in uh, this period um, continues right now. So it's uh, the same popular culture. It's not, uh, it's not uh, a, a huge difference. Have you been noticing uh, common characteristics in conspiracy theories in history? Yes. Um, conspiracy theories share a um, common ground of uh, recurring tropes. Um, first of all, they have uh, all a compassing nature. That is, uh, they indefinitely extend in space. Conspiracy theories tend to embrace multiple countries and even continents, mm -hmm. as new or older conspiracy theories. And they also indefinitely extend in time. They go back in past centuries and sometimes millennia as Illuminati conspiracy theories. So conspiracy theorists also think that nothing happens by accident. Coincidences are suspects. And yeah. uh, <laughs> instead, they should be traced to a hidden plan. Um, consequently, if fate has no role in history, the responsibility for each bad event is ascribed to human intentions. Conspiracy theorists always need a scapegoat. It could be yeah. a foreign country, powerful people like the, the government, international bankers, or secret societies, uh, minorities, or political opponents. Another common characteristic of conspiracy theories is uh, the warning that uh, appearances are deceptive. You can yeah. trust reality. This leads yeah. to a continuous decoding of the world around us, whose effect is a potentially paranoid drift. Yeah, so of course, of course. When you see, every, when you see conspiracy everywhere, then uh, everywhere. of course everything becomes uh, risky and dangerous. So everything is connected. Reality imitates the internet social uh, network and uh, structure. Uh, so you just have to connect the dots to get the yeah. truth. Uh, moreover, conspiracy theories, conspiracy theorists are moved by moralistic beliefs. 
they don't recognize ideologies, they don't recognize conflicting uh, interests. The actions of, conspira of conspirators are just inspired by evil. Yeah. Uh, enemies are also almighty. Their plans never fail, and every unforeseen event is calculated. And the last important characteristic is uh, the denialism. Yeah. Conspiracy theorists deny facts even when they are evident. So conspiracism is a closed system. And for these reasons, the debunking process is uh, mostly unsuccessful. So if we are to look at, uh, at Kennedy, for example, everybody has their own ideas of what happened to Kennedy and who really killed him. But how can we distinguish between what is clearly a conspiracy theory and what is instead something plausible? Mm -hmm. The Kennedy assassination is a very particular case um, because it, it uh, in the first early moment of the event, many people, also Robert Kennedy, the brother of uh, John Kennedy, thought that there was a conspiracy against uh, the president and many people thought the same. There were um, enemies uh, like uh, the Soviets that could be interested in uh, the assassination or uh, the far right. Robert Kennedy suspected of uh, FBI or CIA. So in that moment, conspiracy theories could be a good explanation of the event and uh, also after because it was it wasn't a clear event there uh, because uh, there, um, there, the the killer was uh, in turn killed by a Kennedy fan and uh, so the conspiracy theories began to flourish after the two killings but if he, so I would like to speak uh, about the about uh, other conspiracy theories that are typical of the structure we, we talked about um, before. Um, because if you know the morphology of conspiracy theories and they let motif, uh, you can easily identify them. Yeah. Um, I would like to underline the difference between oxys and conspiracy theories. Oxys mm -hmm. are just urban legends or fleeting fake news that don't imply a personal or political commitment. If you believe in conspiracy theories, you are shaping a mentality. In fact, a typical worrying sign of conspiracy theory is the apocalyptic vision. Time is running out, the, the end is near, the world as we know it, or as we love it, is about to be destroyed by evil and secret forces. If we, if, uh, we don't act right now, not only us, but the entire, entire humanity will be in danger because the goal of conspirators is achieving absolute power over the world. So conspiracies shares many, similar, many similarities with religion. And one of the potential results of this feeling of uh, urgency is violence. So these many characteristics we can, 
that could be useful to identify conspiracy theories. And what about the people that believe in conspiracy theory? What do you think leads them into the past? It is difficult to draw a profile of the typical believer of conspiracy theories because everyone, even the most educated or rational person, can be can believe in them. The first thing to say is that uh, ignorance is not a decisive element. Many people also argue that conspiracies is caused by lack of information or uh, bad information. So if everyone, everyone would be given the chance to evaluate facts without prejudice, conspiracy theories and people who believe them would magically disappear. But that's not the case. Instead, one of the main problems of uh, media ecosystem is, uh, is exactly information overload. Because of the decline of ideologies and religion, people have lost the compass to interpret the world. Conspiracy theories fill that hole. Yeah. Moreover, um, yeah. political parties and churches provided some sort of collective solidarity. Now people are alone in front of big events and shocking events like the, the ones we are living. Um, in conspiracy groups, people that feel distressed, alone, or confused can find a new sense of community. These groups offer not, not only emotional and psychological relief, but also political worldview, which is very useful, especially for the many conspiracy theorists um, that never engage in politics. So uh, lack of trust in authorities is another key factor. Conspiracy is a rebellion against the system, science, government, media, the state, which are all considered as corrupted elites. Um, therefore, conspiracy theories have a strong relationship, relationship with populism. And anyone studying conspiracy will also have to study far-right extremists sooner or later. Yes, absolutely. And there are many commonalities between uh the trends of far-right extremism and the trends of uh, conspiracy theories and they actually overlap in uh, quite a lot yeah and uh, it's paradoxical in my opinion how we live in uh, times where we have the most access to information that mankind has ever had and we also have the biggest amount of misinformation ever it's uh it's fascinating yes uh, i think that it's also, it was very common, also, very common also in the past. Let's think about yellow journalism in the early uh, 20th century in the, in the United States. That uh, yellow journalism was scandalistic journalism about uh, politicians, government, uh, international events, and uh, people were influenced by that in the early stages of uh, American uh, uh, history. And um, so it's, it's very common uh, that people uh, use information from uh, uh, sources they, they can uh, think they trust, like journalists, but uh, in reality, uh, other 
purposes of journalism also intervene in this in this uh, in this moment like audience money of course yes so it's the always the same element in every in every in every act of violence also behind like money government is uh, also what leads to genocide in a sense thinking that somebody has uh, all the power and all the money and they are exploiting everybody else so we should go get them before they get us yes and uh, thinking about violence in uh, one of your recent articles you debuted debu you debunked Russia's historical revisionism towards Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Would you like to tell us more about it? Of course. Um, Putin in, gave a speech before the invasion. In that speech, denies Ukraine's rights to exist as an independent state. He blames the Bolsheviks, uh, Yenin in particular, for creating uh, the Soviet Union as a federation of independent republics that uh, finally became independent in 1991 and also putin blames bolsheviks for artificially creating ukrainian borders uh, it gave a long historical lesson on the kievan rus which was uh, was founded by a group of vikings late riders from sweden and then let uh, the um, that lesson was made in order to claim that the Ukrainians and Russians share a common history and are the same people. But that's a Tsarist myth. In 1795, Catherine the Great declared to have rebuilt the medieval Rus, the Greater Russia, which includes Moscow and the northern part of Vikings' domains in Russia, the White Russia, the current Belarus, and the little Russia to Ukraine. Putin also implies that uh, Ukrainian national identity was shaped by foreign powers like uh, Lithuania, Poland, and Austria in the past century, and uh, American and European Union now. But historians trace the founding elements of Ukrainian history even in the Middle Ages. When the Tsarist Empire was overthrown by a revolution in 1917, uh, the Ukrainians proclaimed the birth of their own state. And in 1991, a referendum, over 84% of eligible Ukrainians went to the polls, choosing independence in 90% of cases. Even the eastern provinces, where many Russophones live, voted for independence. So Putin minimized the Asian side of uh, Russian history and uh, ignores Ukraine's European past. This, uh, in itself, even what Putin says to his people, it's very contradicting. So if you know if you know what you're looking at, you can easily see like all the holes. Because first he says that Ukrainians are Russians. And then he says that you, you, he needs to go into Ukraine to stop a genocide because Ukrainians are killing Russians. So are they Russians? Are they not? Can you make peace with your brain? Yes, it's uh, contradictory because uh, if you think the Russian and Ukrainian and Ukrainians are the same people, how can there be a, geno a genocide? Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
but uh, it's a very confusing situation also for non-experts because um, Ukraine, in Ukraine, uh, there are people who speak uh, Ukrainian and uh, people uh, who speak uh, uh, Russian. Mm. But the two language identities don't match the national identities. So people who speak Russian identify, in many cases, identify themselves as Ukrainians. And it is, uh, it is indeed a war of information also, besides mm -hmm. being an, an actual, it's quite an important uh, case study on the war of information. So we are getting all these contradicting uh, messages and I'm wondering how can a normal person navigate through the sea of information that comes out of the out of the war it's not a, an easy task during wars both factions are engaged in propaganda and even third actors often use information to give signals to the enemy or cover messages that they can't or don't want to state uh, openly so when uh, we look for war updates we need to be very cautious basically for this reason i rather recommend to read the historical reconstruction on the moment we live because history even recent history can guide us in the present yes a clear example i think is also the difference between uh, what comes to us through the news and what comes to russians and the mm -hmm. russians are so in so deeply into their conspiracy theories that the mm -hmm. is pushed out by the government that they don't even believe that their own for example their own children are being bombed in ukraine yes that's, uh, there see, you can see the real dangers conspiracy theories are an essential, an essential part of propaganda in russia uh, the public debate, the public debate is uh, is dead because uh, for Putin there is a special operation ongoing in Ukraine. There is a, a war, but uh, Putin is also using conspiracy theories to uh, external public opinion, not also not only Russian public opinion, to justify the invasion of the country and the war crimes committed by his army. It's, a, it's not a new phenomenon. What has changed is that uh, even Russian conspiracy theories are influenced by American conspiracy theories. Okay. Let's think about the Mariupol hospital bombing. Yeah. An early version of the Kremlin claimed that neo-Nazi Azov battalion was hidden there. But a second version emerged and said that the bombing, the bombing never happened, that it was staged, and that the Jew women, including a famous Ukrainian beauty influencer, were just actors. This is a typical yeah. American conspiracy theory, which yeah. occurs frequently when shootings take place in uh, American schools. Conspiracy theories like Alex Jones are now facing trials for saying that survivors of the school shootings were govern government paid actors. Yeah. Because for American right-wing extremists, in fact, the massacres in schools 
would be false flags to justify the disarmament of citizens, the first yeah. step towards a dictatorship. Um, let's think about another conspiracy theory um, fueled by Russians that claimed that in Ukraine there would be American fundraised bio biochemical weapons labs. We hear this story from Chinese and uh, Russian medias only a week after the invasion. We didn't, why we didn't we hear it before the invasion when Putin gave his speech? Because also this conspiracy theory was born in the United States, in the QAnon and far right communities willing to accuse Biden, Fauci, and all COVID-19 conspiracies, enemies of other dangerous experiments. So for, from these conspiracy groups, the story passed through Fox News and then, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then went to Russia, ready to be used. And how, how can we be vigilant and make sure that we're not falling for the propaganda? Well, when... Uh, we know the characteristic and uh, late motives, late, late motives of conspiracy theories. We can recognize these, uh, the case, these true example of conspiracy theories from Russian propaganda is very useful because you can trace them to American popular culture one, mm. and conspiracy culture. And uh, so you can recognize also in a world context which is very confused. And of course, in the context of war, the, the work that the, the bunkers do, it, uh, it becomes even more important and central because sometimes involuntarily, even, even like the, the side that uh, is trying to be as truthful and uh, as real as possible, sometimes end up accidentally sharing fake news. Yes, that's... Uh trend that we find uh, not only in war, but in also in normal times. One of the dangers of the banking is precisely the danger of spread misinformation or fake news to, to people. But I want to stress a thing that it is, uh, the banker's job is towards to, not to uh, conspiracy theorists, because conspiracy theorists the bank, the banking or conspiracy theories is uh, mostly impossible. As we said, nihilism is one of the key factors of conspiracy theories. So even if you show facts and reality, they refuse them. The banking is for uh, people which uh, has not yet, has not encountered encounter yet conspiracy theories. So it's, uh, it's like a pre-banking. Mm. Scholars call uh, this strategy pre-banking. If you show yeah. how, how conspiracy theories work, you can uh, suggest people uh, how to avoid them in the future. Have you? Do you have a favorite conspiracy theory, like one that uh, one that isn't so dangerous to society, but you find it to be a bit like funny or entertaining? Mm. Well. I'll, the, my, of my favorite conspiracy theories is uh, uh, alien conspiracy theories, but just because I was very influenced by X-File TV series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So 
secret uh, uh, government which runs uh, experiments on uh, alien technology or alien dead bodies is very yeah. fascinating for me. I think my favorite one is the one about the Titanic. I don't know if you ever heard it. Uh, the one where the Titanic was just a scam and like an insurance scam and they switched the ship so they wouldn't have to actually like pay for all the building and stuff, but they would get money from the government because the unsunkable ship sank. <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, yes, it's, uh, uh, it's a world. <laughs> we can say many conspiracy theories that are very fun also to, to listen to because uh, they are like, uh, sometimes they are like novels. Yes. Or, uh, or, or they are stories, folklore stories. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a good definition. Yeah, sometimes they are folklore stories. I have one more question for you. Our usual traditional uh, closing question: Do you have uh, a book or a film that you would like to suggest to our listeners mm -hmm. to go deeper into the world of the conspiracy theories? Well, we mentioned X Files, but for the film suggestion, I. Definitely recommend uh, Oliver Stone's JFK, mm. which is a great film with uh, a cast of great actors. But uh, but it's uh, especially an example of the fascination of conspiracy theories. Uh, an acad an uh, academic study found that after watching the film, people were less likely to engage in politics and vote okay. in the election. Okay. So it's a, a good example of uh, how conspiracy theories are fooled by distrust of the system, but yeah. in turn, they fool it. And for the Bucks suggestion, I recommend uh, Harvest of, Ra of Rage by Joel Dyer. It is uh, Issei Dyer, which is uh, an American journalist, traces the crucial years for the growth of the modern conspiracy culture in the United States from the late uh, 70s to the early 90s and show how conspiracies drew strength from the economic crisis that hit the rural Midwest and afterwards merged with racism and extremism of those places. And it's a very useful book because uh, you can transpose these dynamics also in the European context. Absolutely. So I guess the message uh, message to our listeners would be don't like be critical of what you read, but not too critical. Uh, I think there is a, a same uh, exercise of, su of suspect in uh, our society if you use it uh, correctly, because in a democracy we, have, uh, we need to suspect and uh, not always trust what uh, the media or the government say to us, but uh, you, you can transform this suspect in uh, nihilism. Yeah. So there is a, a difference between suspect, uh, uh, which is sane in some cases, and uh, not believing 
in anything at all or believe all the thing, uh, all the things that blogs or internet uh, social networks say to us. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So thank you for your time and uh, thank you for having joined me today on the podcast. It was very nice talking to you. Thank you for your invitation, Miriam. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Activism Academy podcast. Watch this space for the upcoming episodes.